Manx Radio Podcasts, powered by Shaw. Women Today. So you are listening to our Women Today post-show podcast. Uh, there was absolutely no way we were going to be able to fit in everything on today's show with our <laughs> studio guests this afternoon, who are Charles Gard and David Collister. Charles, thank you so much for staying behind Pleasure. to talk to us further. Uh, I'm just going to make you relay the story you just told me two seconds ago before I made the mics live, because it is absolutely brilliant and just shows how, how <laughs> crucial it is to be prepared for radio, shall we say. Well, yes, I mean, looking at the studio, Studios today, they're fabulously equipped with all the digital paraphernalia. But back in the late 70s and early 80s, it was pretty basic stuff, and we were short of chairs and microphones. And I came into broadcast one morning, and there was no chair in the studio, there's no headphones in the studio, and then I noticed there was no microphone either. <laughs> How on earth did you cope? Oh, well, we had to go and pinch, pinch them from other, other studios, and in the end, we used to screw the head, headphones, literally screw them into the desk so pe- on a chain so people couldn't take them. I think some people were probably nicking them to use them for their discos at <laughs> night when they were doing freelance work. But uh, Do you know, there's so many tales of thievery oh, from, the, from the 70s and 80s yes. up here. I don't know. <laughs> Records going missing and all oh, kinds of things. Oh, definitely. That was uh, legion, that, yes. Yeah. You go into someone's house and they'd have a massive collection of records. All with little Manx radio stickers on. Well, you knew they'd been sent as promo <laughs> stuff. They should have gone in our library, but no, they went into someone else's library. Uh, well, it has been so yeah. lovely chatting with you. And uh, one of the stories we didn't get to, as, as I said, you kindly stay behind to tell us because I was fascinated by this. Now, I remember uh, there was a big promotion from, was, was it Cadbury's? And Cadbury's. They, it was a golden egg competition. For those that don't remember it, first of all, just, just explain what it was. They hid these golden eggs around Britain and they produced a book of poetry. And there was one of the eggs on the Isle of Man. And this was a cryptic poem which had clues in it. And of course, when it was published, everybody was out trying to interpret the sentences. Uh, There was something like more gold, more gold, which people took to mean mackled. And people were going and digging up uh, Mackle Churchyard oh. and the ancient cross sites and uh, Manx National Heritage uh, was the Manx Museum and National Trust in those days was beside itself. I mean, they were vandalising um, uh, some of the great sites. All desperate for the golden egg. And you were out searching as well, you Well, say. yes, I remember going to look with mum and dad and I think we ended up, for some reason, at the gooseneck. I'm mm. not quite sure where, but I've got every time I go past the gooseneck, I sort of remember what it felt like as a child the excitement of thinking there might have been a golden egg there. Mm. Yeah. So, but And was there a golden egg in the end? There was. Every year, David and I did a spoof interview on April the 1st, if it was a weekday and when Mandate was on. I did one about... Um, it's very atmospheric with the sound effects of hedgehogs sleeping in birds' nests in the currucks during the winter. Uh, David did one on bees, uh, Ian Qualtro keeping bees on seaweed uh, and, and the sort of honey that came from it. And uh, a wave had come in and killed all his bees. And actually that morning, David and I were, we popped down to Cannell's Cafe to have a spot of breakfast and two old ladies on the next table were talking about this and one said to the other, did you hear about Ian Qualtro's bees? He's lost them all. And the other lady said, well, no, I, I think it was a joke. No, I don't think it was. It was on the radio this morning. You know. Oh, my word. But the one spoof we did was the golden egg and David went out to do an interview with Doug Baird, who was working at the tourist board at the time. And uh, Doug did a brilliant impression of an old Manx farmer and he actually found the egg during this interview and this was all prepared and the night before april the first uh cadbury's announced that the egg had been found 
<laughs> so we no. never got to play the interview. What had happened, actually, they, I think, withdrew the egg because they said it had been found by a lady who had claimed her right to anonymity. I think there was such aggravation over here from all the sites being dug up that they simply collected the egg and announced it had been found. Oh. So Doug, Doug and David's interview never got broadcast. So now instead we have the uh, we have the golden queenie shell now, don't we, from Queenie Fest. That's that's the thing yes. that, that gets looked for now. And there was the golden hair. Lots of people did it. I don't know if you remember. They, I don't they remember the golden hair. All these riddles. It was a hair made of gold and bejeweled, and mm. it could have been anywhere in England. So, of course, the author sells thousands of books because everyone's going out looking for it, hoping they're going to find something that's worth £10,000, you know. Mm, incredible. Yeah. So what is next for you then, Charles? Because you have uh, seem to have a finger in all sorts of pies, if I can put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm very busy at Milne Town. Uh, of course, that is a big challenge up there. There's a lot of excitement going on, lots of development there. Um, I'm involved on various committees and uh, publishing a few books and uh, who knows what next year will bring. As long as I'm busy, I'm happy. Rumour has it that there may be some of us from Manx Radio going to spend a night at Milne Town. I'm so slightly nervous yeah. about this because yeah. it is exceptionally haunted, isn't it? We will get our best ghosts out for you. Oh, Don't worry. no! <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do it. I'm a little bit nervous now. But I did notice something online about um, Milltown with the gardens. You're, you're doing something with the gardens, some, some sort of uh, crowdfunding type thing going on with the gardens, isn't there? Tell us about that. Yes, we're trying to uh, get a part of the gardens opened up as a special walkway with uh, interpretation for children and trees and, and just trying to get an area that's not normally accessible available. Uh, because we had a, a whole pile of children up yesterday with uh, Dawn from the Manx Wildlife Trust doing bugs and beetles and stuff, and they just love it. They're all climbing trees and running around, and it's a great location to learn about nature when you've got the right interpretation. You're clearly very passionate about the island. Do Does it frustrate you when you hear people talking about it in negative light? Because it, 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 there are an awful lot of people here on a daily basis and see online with all these forums and Facebook mm. and social media kind of being very negative about the island does it frustrate you it's so e easy to be negative isn't it i mean they're called keyboard warriors uh, i'd much rather they put their energy into actually going out and doing something positive i mean they knock manx radio they knock the steam packet they knock the government all of us are trying our best to do a professional job we're not stupid we're not idle we are trying to do our best and it would be much better to have support from these people rather than constant criticism we can all criticize everybody but, I mean, the Isle of Man, anyone who comes here who's been here for the first time, they're blown away by it. We take it for granted. They think it's the most incredible place. And we do have an awful lot going. People say, oh, there's nothing to do on the Isle of Man. Nonsense. You speak to anyone, well, you at that thing the other night. No, I couldn't go. I was at something else. There's so much on, people mm -hmm. say. It's and true. that's genuinely what it's like. It is true. I mean, just said Sarah Henderson with us today. And Sarah, you do the Spotlight programme, certainly from an arts and culture point of view. There are endless amounts of things to do and see and take part in, aren't there? Absolutely. I'm fully booked all of the time. And I really think that the more you go to, the more you find out about. And, um, and yeah, not only the amount of different things on, but the variety of different events and different clubs and groups and all sorts there's so much happening for such a small island mm -hmm. and uh, we have of course been talking about uh, Manx Radio itself this afternoon because it has been a, a certain anniversary for you Charles 40 years that mm. is crazy um, really important to have <laughs> a national when you get old yes <laughs> <laughs> looking back but it is so so crucial isn't it to our island to have national broadcasting and the, the different sort of programs that we put out talking about keyboard warriors I'm not quite sure sometimes that people appreciate what the amount of time and effort that goes 
goes into programming here to actually represent the culture of the island? Well, it's not just the culture, but it's the politics. The whole of island life Mm -hmm. is fed back to the people. Now, if you don't have a public service broadcaster, you cannot guarantee that you're going to get that. Uh, Commercial stations can run, but they haven't got the funding or the money to cover Tinwald to do uh, you know, all the news that, that we produce. That's what the public are paying a few pence a day for. And it's exactly the same with the BBC. It is set up by government with an act of Tinwald to make us independent so that we are impartial and reflect the island back to itself. And if you don't have that, if you don't have political accountability, then you don't have a true democracy. Women Today. Don't sit in the slow lane. Join the fast lane right now with Shaw's all-new Superfast Plus Broadband. Enjoy more bandwidth, amazing speeds and the best value on the island from just £23.95 per month. So don't be left behind. Get a piece of the high-speed action with Superfast Plus Broadband from Shaw. For details, visit our stores in Douglas, Ramsey and Port Erin or click shaw.com. Love being Shaw. Terms and conditions apply.